Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. We're heading into a weekend. Has a lot of good fights coming up, including uh, a card today and a big one tomorrow uh, down in Las Vegas. If you're a, if you're a betting man or a betting person, betting woman, uh, you might want to take a look at uh, some of the available uh, bets. Quite frankly, there's some lucrative ones on the table as we speak. Going into today's action, if uh, you want to pick some underdogs, look up these names. Paul Holt, Stefan Nikolai, Dario Barroso, Rice Taylor, Brian Mariana. And then we get into some close cards, by the way. Uh, El Bizarro versus uh, Dex Bellman. Uh, looks like... Uh, El Osaro is favored there, but Denzel Bentley versus Marcus Morrison. Guys, we've been talking about this week. Looks like Denzel's uh, favored. Uh, Stephen Butler versus Mark DeLuca. Looks like uh, Butler's favored. Uh, the big boy has Labak uh, Mahmoudov versus uh, Carlos Takam. Uh, heavily favored, Mahmoudov, that is. Uh, and Lyndon Arthur versus Walter Sicaria. Uh, heavily favored towards Lyndon, Lyndon Arthur. As you move down, I just uh, just because we've been mentioning some of the women fighters, women fighters uh, coming up. By the way, the Canelo Alvarez Triple G fight very close to call. But if you're a betting man, bet on uh, Triple G. Uh, <laughs> he's he's the underdog, and he might pull it off. Um, Hannah Rankin uh, is not favored. I was surprised when I saw that uh, when going through some of these uh, sports books. Um, Terry Harper's in fact favored in that fight. Um, Joe Joyce versus uh, Joseph Parker. You'd be interested to see uh, Joe Joyce is favored there. Uh, Chris Eubank versus Connor Ben. Chris Eubank's the favorite. Michaela Meyer versus Alicia Baumgartner. Michaela Meyer's favored. And uh, Savannah Marshall versus Clarissa Shields. That is the closest fight yet. Uh, too close to call. It's it's practically a tie. Practically a tie. Emphasis on the word practically. Here we go with today's show. I thought you'd thought start you off with something a little bit different as we head into the weekend. But let's uh, let's find out what uh, Otto Wallen has to say about Canela Alvarez and uh, Triple G Gennady Golovkin. Uh, this is the big uh, trilogy fight we've all been uh, looking forward to. Uh, but uh, he makes a few really good points with respect to these two fighters. And the most important one of all, quite frankly, um, he says, this is Otto Wallen speaking. He says, Canelo has been much more active than Golovkin over the past few years. Also, I believe Father Time is catching up with Golovkin as he's now 40 years old. I think that in his last few fights, Canelo, on the other hand, is only 32 years old and is in his prime. And, uh, you know, he was asked whether or not he agreed with Amir Khan, who said that Alvarez is going to knock out Golovkin, to which uh, Otto Wallen replied, Canelo definitely has all the tools to stop Golovkin, but he has a really good chin and a big fighting heart. So Canelo would have to let Golovkin tire himself out a little bit and target his body a lot. That's how I would see him being able to stop or knock out Golovkin. I don't think it's out of the equation that Canelo stops Golovkin, but I wouldn't bet on it again makes this betting angle interesting um if you're looking at the underdog Golovkin is definitely the underdog in this fight Alvarez lost his last fight to Dimitri uh, Bivol 
may be showing that Golovkin can challenge him for this one. How do you see Golovkin winning? What does he need to be doing in the fight to win? Says Wallen, uh, Bivol beat Canelo with good fundamentals. He showed good defense, good footwork, and a good work rate. That's what Golovkin will have to use to win this fight. But in his last few fights, he's not had great footwork, and he's not, uh, and he has been quite easy to hit. For this fight, I'm hoping Golovkin can get his footwork and defense going because if he doesn't, it's going to be really hard uh, to win. Another thing Golovkin would have to use is a good work rate. Canelo doesn't uh, like when somebody keeps a high pace and throws combinations. That showed a lot in this loss in his loss to Bivol. One detail that I think uh, can, uh, Golovkin needs to pay attention to is he always has to be ready with his defense after firing shots. Canelo has developed into a superb counterpuncher, and Golovkin has, uh, has a tendency to especially jab and bring his hand back low afterwards. Golovkin must bring his jab hand back to his chin to avoid Canelo's counterattacks. If he doesn't, Canelo is going to just slip his jab and fire a cracking right hand. So there you go. Uh, as you know, uh, Otto Wallen is looking for a fight. Uh, you know, he says, uh, if if uh, if Joshua won't fight Fury, I'm ready to take on any of them. Uh, you know, uh, Dillian White is a fight, he says he really wants to see. Uh, and uh, since uh, Dillian White actually pulled out of the, uh, the fight that was scheduled between he and Otto Wallen last year. So he's looking for a fight, and he's looking to get back into the ring. Uh, but right now he's out there uh, practicing and uh, making some comments uh, for people to pick up on, which we're relating to you. Speaking of comments, let's move uh, down under. And uh, we see that uh, many of Australia's top fighting uh, talents will enjoy the down under spotlight underneath the highly anticipated rematch between undisputed lightweight world champion Devin the Dream Haney and former champion ferocious George Cambosis Jr. on Saturday, October uh, 15th. Uh, and that's Sunday afternoon, October 16th, local time, by the way, at the Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, Australia. In the co-feature, two-time world title challenger Jason Mayhem Maloney takes on Thai veteran Naofon Karhanya in a 12-round final eliminator for the WBC Bantamweight world title. Former world champion Andrew Maloney, uh, Jason's twin brother, battles Dominican contender Norberto Jimenez in a 10-rounder for the vacant WBO International Junior Bantamweight title. The Maloney brothers grew up in Mitcham, a suburb of Melbourne, and will have the home soil advantage. So that's, uh, that's shaping up to be a really good fight, uh, both the featured main event and the undercard. By the way, that undercard, undercard also features two of New Zealand's world-class boxing prospects, Olympic bronze medalist David Neika, who's 4-0, and heavyweight puncher Hemi Ahayo, 19-0, who are both returning to Melbourne after appearing on Cambosis Haney 1 uh, on, on that undercard. Uh, Nika, who is campaigning at Cruiserweight, is scheduled to fight in a six-rounder. Ahayo looks for his sixth consecutive knockout in an eight-rounder. Uh, Devin Haney Promotions promoted prospect Amari Jones, 7-0, seven, seven knockouts, often featured on Talk and Fight is set to go for knockout number eight in a six-round junior middleweight bout. Uh, this event is being promoted by top-ranked Devin Haney Promotions, Debella Entertainment, Ferocious Promotions, Duco Events, and TEG Sport. And, of course, as you might expect, tickets are obviously on sale. 
Light heavyweight contender Leon Bunn will have to wait an additional three weeks before finally receiving his long-awaited world title shot. After his original opponent, Daniel Blenda Dos Santos, had to pull out the original fight due to an ankle injury, the highly anticipated uh, uh, event by Wasman Boxing associated with Probellum uh, at the Fabric Sports Hall in Frankfurt, Germany, has now been rescheduled for October 22nd. A new opponent for 28 local hero Leon Ben has already been found. He will now face unbeaten power puncher Patrick McCrory from Ireland for the vacant IBO World Light Heavyweight Championship. McCrory, called the Hammer, is unbeaten in 14 fights with eight big wins by way of knockout and was scheduled to fight for the EBU uh, European title on October 22nd in Belfast. However, when the opportunity to fight for a world title came along, he immediately jumped at it. The undefeated Leon Bunn is unmoved by the change of opponent and date, saying, I'm glad that we found a new opponent so fast. I have great respect for Patrick McCrory, and I certainly won't overlook him. However, my goal is set in stone. On October 22nd, I will become champion of the world in front of my fans in Frankfurt, and nobody will stop me. I can't wait to enter the ring that night. Let's move along to uh, Malik Scott, a great trainer who's in camp right now with uh, Deontay Wilder. And uh, the fellows from Fair Betting Sites caught up with Malik and asked him a few questions with respect to that possible uh, tilt between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, uh, which, you know, is getting closer, I would say, to being done. Um, if you're listening to guys like Eddie Hearn, for example. Says Malik Scott, you have to respect AJ for accepting any offer from Fury. He believes he can beat him. It's a great time for AJ to take the Fury fight. I believe AJ has a mindset that he can. He has something to prove. He wants to get back up on the horse. He wants to go again. Tyson and him have always wanted to fight each other. The big question is, is it really going to happen? I mean, nowadays we're just in that place where there's so much business and people are so selfish and everyone wants to be greedy. But what I like the most and what you have to give AJ credit for is what he said, whatever deal that they're offering, you'll you'll have to respect that. Absolutely. He said, whatever deal they offer me, I'll take. He believes he can beat Tyson Fury. I believe AJ believes he can beat Tyson Fury. AJ can win this fight if he attacks arrogant Fury's foundational positioning and vulnerable flaws. I really can't say who wins. I can't say because if you go off the last fight, stylistically, Fury and Usyk have a different style. I can tell you who I would give the momentum to. You have to give the momentum to Tyson Fury. It's only right. Now, if AJ is intelligent enough and is willing to be physical enough, he could throw a monkey wrench into that. If he's willing to attack Tyson Fury's flaws, foundational flaws, hand positioning um, floors, vulnerable flaws, where he takes his opponent for granted, then AJ could cause some trouble. Tyson Fury is a very intelligent, arrogant fighter. He pours his arrogance on guys. A lot of times he beats guys mentally. If you don't fail, if you don't fall for that and you stick with your game plan and you're willing to run through him for the, the right way, not just from an emotional standpoint, but the right way, then I believe you can give him trouble. The right way to handle him is attacking his mistakes. Uh, Tyson's Fury's streak only uh, can last so long. Wilder almost got him in the fourth, if you remember. With Fury giving you opportunities, that's him taking the opposition for granted. That's why my prediction was, you know, 
I thought Wilder would knock him out inside of five rounds. And my prediction almost came true because in the fourth round, we had him down. That happened because, tell me one, one time you've ever seen Tyson Fury walk to somebody straight with his hands like this and just walk forward with your shoulders square. It doesn't happen. But when he thinks he's in control, he comes out of himself and becomes a little bit more vulnerable. And I believe that if he did that with us, Deontay would be able to strike and keep him down. It almost happened. It didn't. Credit Fury. He got up and continued on to do what he did. But I believe you give someone like Anthony Joshua or Deontay Wilder opportunities to hit you over and over and over and over. I think that unbeaten run can only last so long. But then again, this is Tyson Fury. He's made us all wrong so many times. And that's the exciting part about him as well. So there you go. Some words out of a true pro, uh, Malik Scott, uh, who's training with Deontay Wilder, who lost to Tyson Fury. But nonetheless, uh, Malik uh, thought uh, Wilder could win that battle. And he thinks Joshua could take advantage of some fundamental flaws that he sees in Tyson Fury's game. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, starting off with a bit of uh, advice from the uh, sports betting enthusiasts out there. Uh, all the way through to Otto Wallen and Malik Scott and a bit of an update on a few fights. So hope you have a good weekend. Remember to join us later on uh, this evening at 7 o'clock for the Friday night panel. And before that, at 4 o'clock for Knuckle Up with Mike Orr and Cedric Ben. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on. Thank you very much.